Praise the Lord. Okay. Thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Just as you get into this. This evening, I'll let you know nope. that I may not sound any different. That's the right side. The altos? He's right. He's left. Not any different. So you can have this on there. To me, I've got an ear infection. I was told earlier that someone thought that only babies had ear infections. And I said, well, that may be true, especially in my case. Um, so I'm a little lopsided up here tonight. I feel like I'm in a barrel. But we're going we're gonna to power through this. Um, it was actually out of this uh, uh, this infirmity, I guess, that I'm dealing with <clears throat> that I had a, um, a, a feeling last night while I was laying in bed with a uh, heat pad on my ear and just trying to feel better that this, um, this sermon came to me. Uh, it may be a good time, good opportunity. Maybe it's just because of the sickness, maybe the medication that I'm on. I may be out in left field somewhere. But I feel like that this is something that, that we can use not only right now in, in, our, in our walk with God in our church, but something that we can use continually as we as we maintain a walk with God and <coughs> uh, continue on this path called life, uh, this, this race that we are running. Um, I want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's where we will begin tonight. There's a few scriptures that we will be reading. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm going to split up this just a little bit so that we aren't reading through this entire chapter here. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, and then we're going to go skip right to verse 26. Verse 12 and then verse 26. If I could get just a little bit more monitor, I would appreciate that. You guys do an incredible job. It's my fault. It's my ears' fault. It's my body's fault. But that's uh, good. Right here. Turn it off. First Corinthians chapter twelve, <laughs> verse twelve, and then verse twenty-six. Verse twelve says, "For just as the body is one and has many members, <coughs> the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ." Verse twenty-six of that same chapter: If one member suffers. All suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. We're talking tonight about the body of Christ. About the body of Christ. The, uh, the body that we are all a part of. That uh, because we are here on a Wednesday night and we have taken the time out of our schedule to be here, we are uh, members of the body. That's not the only reason, but, but I was going to say those who are Holy Ghost field who are following the path that God has intended for them. We are all part of the body of Christ, but you can get a good feel of who is really locked into things by who shows up on a Wednesday night on a midweek service. Uh, we have, uh, if you look at our attendance, it's it, it fluctuates a little bit sometimes, but there's a big difference between our Sunday morning attendance and our Wednesday night attendance. And I'm not saying that any one of those people are more spiritual than the other because you come to one, church, one service over the other. However, those who work all day find the time to be here on a Wednesday night, I, I, I applaud you for that. And we are the body of Christ. In Scripture, we find Paul addressing the church in Corinth about the use of spiritual gifts. And apparently there were some people that felt like uh, they were not as important as others because 
of their gifts or the lack thereof because they're not being used in certain gifts in, in certain ways. And it's during this time that Paul is pinning this letter that we learn something very valuable that we can use in our walk with God about the body of Christ, the body of yeah. Christ that we are all a part of. We learn that we are not uh, an island. We, we learn that uh, we are not out on our own, only fending for ourselves with no other care. But while we must maintain, and I believe wholeheartedly, that we must maintain a personal relationship with God each and every day, that we must understand that we are part of a much larger picture, that we are part of a much uh, grander scheme, if you will, um, that we are called the body of Christ. And, and, and the Bible compares it to our physical bodies. And I'm sure that we can all agree that our bodies have many members. Everybody here, everybody, uh, and I say everybody, and as I say that, I realize that I'm literally speaking to bodies here tonight. Everybody, you um, can use words like somebody, uh, I'll just tell you guys, in case you hear it at some point or another, uh, Brother Harding is uh, the Harding clan, really. Um, they give me a hard time because I shared with them that as I got into full-time ministry, uh, whenever I moved to Lebanon several years ago, I, I, I started in, in this role of full-time ministry. And I learned very quickly that in full-time ministry, at a church, especially as the student pastor or the assistant to the pastor, that that you really become a somebody. You really become a somebody. And I don't mean that haughty in any way. I want you to understand that what I'm saying is that whenever pastor is on the phone and he says somebody will take care of that, somebody will clean that up. Somebody will be right there. Somebody. <laughs> we are all bodies carrying the soul. And we are part of the body of Christ. But in the physical, we can really understand this, that each, each body, each person sitting here tonight, that we have multiple members that make up our body. But each member comes together to form a much larger body, and, and each member is not a body of its own. You can't take this finger and say that it's its own body. You can, even as a child sometimes, you can draw a face on there. You know, make it say things. Anybody ever draw a face on your hand like this and make it talk and do things like that as a child? It's not a body, though. It's still just a hand. It's a member of the larger scheme, of the larger body. The church uh, or the body of Christ operates in the same way. That We are all members of the body. We are all members of the church. I don't think that it's a... Uh, a coincidence that we use that word member, a church member. We say that someone is a church member. We are all members of the body, members of the church. We all serve a purpose. We have a reason for being here. But we all form a much larger body that has an ultimate goal and a purpose. We all hold a role. We all have a place in the body of Christ. We are all part of the body. Now, some of us some of us may not hold as much of a role as others. You may not be the one playing the piano or leading in worship and feel like you are as seen. You may feel like that you are the foot that is covered twice with both a sock and a shoe. And no one ever sees you 
Maybe sometimes, and I feel this way sometimes, you don't feel like you're just a foot, but maybe you're just a toenail. I've, I've said before, we're just, we're just going to be, I think the medication is really kicking in. We're just going to be right out and open tonight. I've said before to my life, to my, to my life, to my wife, that I would much rather eat my own toenails than eat that. Something, something I do not like. Nobody wants to eat a toenail. But it serves a purpose. Don't ask me what it is. I would have to Google it. It serves a purpose. We all have our own role, our own place in the body of Christ. We are all part of the body. First Corinthians 12, verses 15 through 19. If the foot should say, back on the foot again, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would make not that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less part of the body. And if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Do we see this coming together? That each and every one of us sitting on the, on the pews tonight, each and every person that's downstairs, we have jail members downstairs that are taking care of the children. We have uh, the, the foundations that's going on. Each and every person in this building tonight, each and every person that considers themselves <coughs> a member of the church, and I don't just mean the Lighthouse, I don't just mean Lighthouse Church, but each and every person who, who is a part of what God is doing in the kingdom is a member of the body. Romans 12, verses 4 through 8, and I'm reading out of the NIV here, says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and in each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance to your faith. We're, we're talking about different different roles that people can play within the church, different uh, gifts that you are given to operate within the church. Some would say that those who prophesy have have more of a, a, a visual role within the church than someone who, who, would, who would prophesy over the church. If you prophesy, then prophesy in accordance to your faith. If it is serving, then serve. Maybe you don't have any ambition to be on the platform, to be used in any, in any way that you are out in the open, but you want to help clean the church. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. There are people within this building that are incredible teachers that do it as a vocation and then they fulfill it within Sunday school or on Wednesday nights doing Bible studies. Incredible teachers. If it is to teach, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. We're not leaving anyone out here tonight. If, if what God has called you to do and the gifting that you have is to see someone down, put your arm around them and encourage them in the Holy Ghost, then encourage. We all have a part to play. The Bible is not leaving anyone out here. If it is giving, then give generously. We'll say that again. If the gift that God has given you is to have the finances, to bless the church, and to give, then give 
generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. There's something that each and every person can do within the body. There's something that each and every person within the church can do for, to fulfill the purpose and the plan that God has for the body as a whole. That just because you are not the one prophesying does not mean that you are not fulfilling the purpose of the body because all that you can do is serve in some way, shape, form, or fashion. God has designed each and every one of us individually with our own purposes, our own callings, our own giftings to come together as a body and to operate and to, and to fulfill the call that God has given for us to do. The work that God has placed before us within the sinful power, within his kingdom as a whole for us to do. A, a world that we are to reach. Two things that we must understand as we talk about the body is that we all serve a purpose and a role. And I think I've beat that horse to death. That we all serve a purpose and a role within the body. No role is too small. No purpose too minor. We all are needed within the body of Christ. We are all required to operate properly within <coughs> Christ. We all serve a purpose and a role. Number two, if just one part of the body is lame, and this is where we're going tonight. If just one part of the body is lame, the entire body can be affected by the disease. There are many of us that go through situations, go through trials, go through circumstances. We keep it to ourselves. We bottle it up. We hold it in. And we let that thing fester and boil up until it has become a problem within our life. And I want you to understand that no matter what role you feel that you play in the church, no matter what role you feel that you play in the body, what member of the body that you are, you are important to the body. Not only because of the role that you play, but because if there is a problem, if there is a situation, if there is a need, whenever one member of the body hurts, the entire body hurts. Whenever one member of the body, whenever one part of the body is in pain, the entire body feels that pain. If you don't believe me, I want you to just notice right now that connected to your foot is a big toe. Probably haven't thought about it all night. Maybe not even all day. Wiggle it for me. Feel that big toe. You feel that thing? It's in there, I promise. Is anybody in the room not have a big toe? I'm going to put my hand down. It's not me. Okay, embarrassing quote. <coughs> the big toe may not be the most glamorous part of the body, but without it, I, I learned this today while researching a few things. Without it, the person has to relearn how to walk. That you can't even stand up without your big toe. That thing keeps your balance. And as you begin to take a step, and I'm focusing on it right now, I can feel my big toe with a lot of pressure on it propelling me forward. It's very important. It's very important to the body. Not only that, but someone get up in the middle of the night for whatever reason, 
being a midnight snack or, or run to the restroom. You don't turn on the light to not wake the rest of the family. You walk through the doorway that has been there the entire time that you've lived in that home, but somehow you've misjudged it just a little bit and you slam that big toe into the doorway. You know it's there. Number one, you know it's there. Number two, whatever it is that you were doing, whatever your mind was on has now flipped and all that you are thinking about is that toe. How am I gonna fix this? Is this thing broken? Have an ingrown toenail. Talk about some fantastic things tonight. <laughs> Have an ingrown toenail. Immediately, your whole day is shot. I don't think one time each and every day about my ears. But right now, this one is completely sealed up and I can't hear nothing out of it. And I told Danielle yesterday, a little bit facetiously, but a little bit serious, that I would almost rather not live than to live like this. <laughs> <laughs> That it's just, I'm, I'm lopsided. I don't feel right. My, I'm, I'm a little dizzy and, and everything's in a barrel. And if more than one person is talking at a time, I, I don't get any of the words. They all just mesh into the jungle oh, mess. Man. And I don't understand yeah, anything yeah. that's going on. And it's not a great way to live. But two days ago, two days ago, <laughs> I didn't even think about my ear. Wasn't even something that was on my mind. It just operated each and every day. <laughs> there are things in, in the body, within the body of, of Christ, <coughs> the church body, that just kind of operates each and every day. It does its job. It goes day after day, week after week, year after year, even, serving and giving and prophesying and encouraging and being used in all of the areas that God has called us to be used. But if something happens to that one member of the body, something that we don't really even think about sometimes, maybe a person that we don't even really acknowledge many times around the church, as that one member, as that one person of the body, as that one member of the body has a problem, has something that happens within it, it begins to affect and can if unchecked, unnoticed, and I need another line just to find my, in my notes. Not given attention to <laughs> can cause can cause an incredible an incredible uh, sizzle within the body, a problem, a situation that begins to leave a scar, that begins to hurt the body. That that this one member that is going through these things, this this one, sometimes even a group of members, uh, your hand, if you hurt your hand, there's many members even on your hand, that, that can cause an issue and hurt us within the entire body of Christ. And I don't mean just the church, but the entire body can begin to feel the pain of one member having an issue. I believe more than anything within me that the enemy is trying to destroy the church. From the beginning of time, from the beginning of time, the enemy has tried to destroy the things that God is doing. And in the New Testament, whenever the church was established and put into place, that the enemy set his sights upon the church and said, I've got to try to destroy the church. You see, he attempted to take out the church at the head 
In Colossians 1 and 18, we find in a description of Christ that he is the head of the body, the church. That he is the head. And through the crucifixion, we can go through all of that, that the enemy tries to take out the body at the head and realizes that they can't, that he can't. And whenever that doesn't work, he transitions to plan B and he starts to attack the body through the members, through the members. That's why we have all of the Old Testament or all of the New Testament, the writings of Paul and others as they are writing to the church and writing to the body and giving instruction to the members of act this way, don't act this way. You can do this, you can't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. You know that's a problem. You know you can't act this way. All of these letters are going out to the church because of attacks that are happening on the body and within the membership of the body of the church, the body of Christ. He begins to set things in your mind <coughs> that feels personal and against, against you and your family that has a lasting effect on the entire body. The enemy can plant a cancer of hatred, of anger, jealousy, fear, pride, depression, and yes, of sin to dwell deep within you as a member of the body. And as you dwell on this thing, and as this thing, as you harbor this thing within your life, and, and you begin to let it fester, maybe over years' time, it begins to affect not only you, but we can find it affecting the entire body. Within a member of the body, the enemy knows that unchecked and untreated, that, they, that, that this thing will spread throughout the entire body, throughout the entire church, and bring havoc and devastation that is out of control and that we feel like we cannot resolve. I firmly believe, and this is just, I don't have Bible for this, I'm just telling you from things that I've seen, personal experience that I've had. I believe that one of Satan's goals and one of his tactic is not to get you out of church. Not to get certain people back into the bars. Not to get certain people on the streets and hooked on dope or whatever else. I believe that one of Satan's tactics and one of the things that he does is not trying to get you to leave the church, but trying to set up as much sickness and pain within the body to keep it from doing what it was intended to do. Does that make sense? That if he can get, that if he can get people that are connected, people that are being used, people that are needed within the body to have an infection set up, to have a cancer within them. And I'm not talking about physical things, spiritually. We have things that attack our mind and, and we dwell upon that. We have things that, that, that happen to us that, a hurt and a pain that comes against us and we dwell upon that. If he can keep sickness and pain within the body, it will keep the body from doing the work we were intended to do. Sometimes a part of the body will just get injured. Sometimes a member will get infected. 
Sometimes a member will get bent out of shape or, or our spirit will get broken. And while you look at yourself and say, well, I'm just the nose. Really, how important am I? I'm just one finger on one hand of the body. How important am I? I'm just the foot. Again, covered twice to where nobody can see me. You must understand you are important to the growth of the body and the functioning of the body. Each and every one of you are important to the growth and the functioning of the body. So we have to be honest with ourselves because if we don't get those things out, if we don't bring them to light, destroy it, destroy whatever that is that's, that's, that's hindering us, that's hurting us, that's causing us pain, if we don't get it out, it won't just destroy us, but it can destroy the body. It can destroy the body. When the physical body becomes broken or infected or injured, we don't just go through life saying, well, now I've got to live with this. Maybe sometimes we do if we don't have insurance. We just say, you know what? This is my life now. But for the most part, we figure out a way to fix or resolve <coughs> the problem, right? But for some reason in our spiritual life, whenever something happens to us, and church hurt is a real thing. Whenever people get hurt within the church, whenever people get hurt within the body, and whenever people get hurt spiritually, we, we don't try to find a way to resolve that. We cover it up. We hide it. We press it down. We suppress it. We say, you know what? I'm just going to let this thing work itself out. And the whole time, it's, it's growing, and, 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 and it's, it's, we're dwelling upon that thing. And it's festering within us until one day it not only hurts or kills us spiritually, but it hurts, affects, and could even kill the body. We have to be aware of the things that we are facing and making sure that we are addressing it in the way that we should. In our physical bodies, we don't give up. There's a will to survive that kicks in. That tells us maybe you should go to the doctor. Maybe we get on WebMD first. And we top it in and we realize we really are dying. <laughs> and we're like, I better go to the doctor. We go to the doctor. The doctor gives you medicine and you take it. He says there needs to be some physical therapy to try to help you through this situation. And we do that. If it's, if it's shocks or surgery or painful processes, we do it. We do it because we refuse to live life with injured, infected, and broken bodies. But in the spiritual, so many times we just say, I'll just let it be. I'll just let it run its course. We will pretend like nothing is wrong and like our broken arm is just somehow eventually going to fix itself. And that bone will mend, but may never get to use it again, right? Yeah. Like the brain tumor that is hindering our judgment is just going to go away. Let me tell you, if ignored, the pain will only get worse. The days will only get longer and the infection is only going to spread until either the body dies 
or the member is removed. I I know that this is this is a little heavy tonight, but I, I, I felt this heavy on me that that we address some things maybe in our life, or maybe that someone needs to prepare to address some things that may be coming down the road. And as you walk in this in this uh, in this life and in this walk with God, you're going to come across some things that are going to hurt you. You're going to come across some things that are going to cause you problems. There's going to be some sin even that may creep into your life that we have to recognize and make sure is cleaned out consistently, is brought to light, that we get help, whether we find it through counseling, if we find it through the Word of God, however it is that we recognize what's going on and make sure that we are prepared and, and, and helping our, our, our own members as they are members of the entire body. We've got to make sure that as members of the body that we are healthy and operating and functioning as planned. The enemy will attack us and is going and it's going to feel very physical, emotional, mental, that there are a, 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 a variety of ways that we will physically feel the pain of an attack that is coming against us. We're going to feel it in our families, in our homes, in our health. You'll feel it between brother and sister within the church. It's hard to imagine in my physical body here, one member attacking another in the gun wars. I'm not sure exactly how that works. But we will find that within the body that there will be members that will hurt other members. Things that we will face <coughs> within our lives that have to be addressed. But if you understand that this is a spiritual attack, that it's not just in the physical, it's not, it, it's not really the way that, it's, that, that, that it appears, but it's really in, in the spiritual that we are fighting these things, then we learn how to attack it. It's a common scripture, almost cliche is, but Ephesians 6 and 12, where we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Our fight that we are fighting is not physical. It may be against our brother. It may be against our sister. It may be at home. It may be in our families. It may be in our health, but understand the fight that we are fighting is a spiritual fight. We do not war against flesh and blood. It is a spiritual fight that we are fighting. When we are sick in our body and something is not right, something in our head says we need to do something to make this right. Just like our physical body requires some work and some difficult things to be done to make sure that it stays healthy and operating as it should. Jesus gives us the head that, that tells our body that we need to go and, 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 and get some help. Jesus, the head, tells the members of the body and gives us some instruction and some options of ways that we can operate without causing problems within the body. He says, go to your brother if he is wrong. That if your brother has wronged you, and I would say if your sister as well has wronged you, go to them. 
Forgive so that you can be forgiven. These are all in the word of God. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. These are all things that we can do each and every day to make sure that we are operating properly within the body. Take care of the beam yeah. that is in your own eye before pointing out the speck in your brothers. Randall, are you listening? Sir. Turn the other cheek. Don't live by an eye for an eye. Go the extra mile. If you have sin in your life, confess that sin to God. And he will be faithful to forgive it and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. There are ways and there are things that we can do. Ways that we can operate to make sure that we are being cleansed. That we are maintaining a healthy body of Christ. That each and every member is responsible for to make sure that we are doing things according to the word of God. To make sure that we have a healthy body of of Christ that is operating the way that it should be operating. There is a call, there is a purpose that God has placed upon this body, upon this church that God wants us to do. But we've got to make sure that we are right. We've got to make sure that our hearts are clean. We've got to make sure that the sin is out of our life. We've got to make sure that there is no fault, no anger, no bitterness, no pride, no none of these things, that all of these things are clean out of us as a member or else it affects the entire body and the purpose that God has put upon the body of Christ and this church body here. These are all principles from the word of God that we can find to help mend a relationship or fix a problem or make sure that nothing happens in the first place. When we put the body portion of scripture from Romans 12 into context, it begins with Offering our bodies as a sacrifice. Giving ourselves to God. Not conforming to this world. And I believe that goes into, into many areas of, of making sure that if, 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 our, if our, our, our friend, our brother, our sister wrongs us, that we don't look at the world and say, now how would the world say that I should handle this? But that we should go to the word of God and say, all right, this, this is the plan. This is the way that I should handle this thing. We are explained. We are explained that that we are the body of Christ and that we serve our own separate roles. But then if we are going to have a healthy body, that we must put our love into action. And that you can go, and I, I would encourage you to go to Romans chapter 12, and you can read through this. You can see at the very beginning, at the very beginning, it says, offer your body as a sacrifice. Do not conform to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then it explains the importance of each of the bodies of Christ. And then verse 9 starts out and says, this is what we must do. It, it, it's a process. These things, do these things. And I believe it's so that we keep a healthy body. After you have transformed your mind, after you have submitted it as a sacrifice, after you understand your importance, do these things. Romans 12 and 9 through 21. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervor 
serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with the one who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. These are all things that the body should be doing, that the members of the body should be doing. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now that's a tough one. And I, I know that it's tough because it doesn't just tell us to do it, but it starts with, if it's possible, <laughs> if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, if he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will help him. You will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You see, there are some things that we've got to do each and every day for us to make sure that the body is healthy. And the only way to make sure that the body is healthy is to make sure that each member remains healthy. We are responsible for ourselves. We are responsible for our own members. Mm -hmm. As a member, we are responsible for ourselves to make sure that each and every day we are doing things properly, that we are cleaning out the sin, that we are removing things that should not be there, that we are not setting our eyes upon things that we should not, that we are, that we are treating our brother the way that we should, that we are not acting in revenge. That we are, are doing all of these things that we find in Romans 12 and 9 through 21. To make sure that we are living a healthy life as a member. And keeping the body of Christ, the church body if you will, healthy as well. In closing tonight, if my wonderful friend who plays the piano would come and join me. I want to tell you a short story. In 2014, I contracted a stab <coughs> in my right foot. Wonderful conversation. Anybody going to go eat after this? <laughs> contracted a staph infection in my right foot <coughs> that started as a small spot, no bigger than the tip of a needle, but had just a little bit of pain in it. Overnight, I went to bed that night. I woke the next morning, supposed to travel to go uh, to a church here in Missouri and preach. And my foot was so swollen that I could not put a pair of shoes on it. I couldn't put any pressure on it. I couldn't walk. I'm somewhat of a, of a baby whenever it comes to pain, but it hurt. On September 30th, 2014, just before being admitted to the hospital, I laid in my bed at home, barely able to walk to the restroom, 
And I looked at my foot and I saw this black spot beside a girl to the size of a quarter. And it completely crippled my body. This one black spot, size of a quarter, on one member of my body had completely crippled. Had caused me to be in the bed. I couldn't go to work. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't walk around there. I was hopping, folks. I was hobbling. This one thing on one completely <coughs> crippled. After nearly a week in the hospital, two weeks off of work, and over a month after that original sign, I can still feel pain in my foot in every step that I took. And to this day, years later, if I stop real hard, I can feel pain in this foot from that infection. It's with me forever, I believe. I've been able to count up the effects of this one infection in one member of my body. It began to take, I began to take account of how it all started. And the more I thought and began to write this down, the more the Holy Ghost began to impress upon me that this is the very thing that happens in the spiritual realm. It's the same thing that happens within our churches. It's the same thing that happens within the body of Christ as a whole. I started to notice some small signs. This was, this was the progress here as I was writing this down. I noticed some small signs of something that was wrong. It started on the inside and began to work its way to being visible on the outside. Not really even sure that I could pinpoint the location of the origin of the original offense. The part that the part infected began to need more and more attention, growing larger than it was supposed to be. And eventually I recognized the problem and knew that I needed help. I reached a point that I that I had to have the infection literally cut out. And the lens that the painful process of pushing and releasing. I should show you pictures. But the body, the body, the whole body would not have made it. Would not have made it if the infection was not released. But once the infection was released, and the process of restoration began, days in an uncomfortable place called the hospital that I didn't want to be in, hours of having stuff pumped into me to kill the infection out. Beginning to wonder, will things ever get back to normal? Literally get to a place where I'm like, this is my life now. But through the pain, through all the discomfort, I had to understand that this was necessary to save the body. I had to come to a realization that without the medication, without the pushing, without the cutting, without the daily discomfort, the infection would spread into my bloodstream and destroy the body. The nurses ended up telling me that had I not gotten to the hospital, had I not gotten the, the medication whenever I did, had they not lensed it and pushed out that infection whenever they had, that it was very close to that infection entering into my bloodstream and literally killing me. One little spot the size of a quarter on the top of one member of the body threatened the life of the entire body. But it's just the foot. 
It's one of the grossest parts of the body. It's the least attractive part of the body. No one even wants to see it. No one wants to touch it. No one wants to smell it. No one wants anything to do with the foot. But it's still a part of the body. And if a member is infected, the whole body will suffer. Tonight I want for us to do some introspection. I want us to look within us, within ourselves, what hurt, what pain, what offense, what infection, what sin, what attitude, unintentional or on purpose, has caused a sizzle, a broken spirit, a wrong action, something that we don't think is causing a problem, <coughs> left unchecked, could affect the entire body of the church. Tonight, I want to challenge us. I want to challenge Lighthouse Church to practice what is taught in the Word of God. That each and every day that we get up with an understanding that we are important to the body. That what I do affects the body. That what I don't do affects the body. That the words that I say may affect the body. The things that I don't say may affect the body. That if I follow the word of God, that I can help keep a healthy body of Christ and a healthy church body. That we will live every day doing the things that make each member and ultimately the body healthy. We should start our days with prayer. We should not start every day with fasting. We do that at night until we break in the morning. We should have a time of fasting in our life. Start our days reading the word, developing a relationship with God. But also all of these things found within the word of God. If there's a problem, go to your brother, go to your sister. Forgiving so that God is able to forgive our sins. Treating others as we would like to be treated. Doing all of those things found there in Romans 12. I couldn't see it, sorry. And making sure that every day that we are putting <laughs> our love into action is found in Romans 12. No fault or division is worth destroying yourselves or the body. It is a work, and I've said this before, and you can stand with me. We're coming to a close here. There is a work that we are called to do. I truly believe, I truly believe with everything within me that there is a calling that God has on Lighthouse Church. That we have been placed here for a purpose. We've been placed here for a reason. There is a work that God wants for us to do. There is a, a, a purpose and a plan that he, have, that he has for us. But in order for us to do the work that the body has been called to do, that this church has been called to do, we as the members must make sure that we are right. I'm so mean. That we are clean. That we maintain a, a standard of holiness. That, that we have a relationship with God that leads and directs us each day. And that we operate according to the word of God whenever there's a problem, whenever there's a situation, whenever there's a trial, whenever there's a struggle. That we operate the way that God has called us to operate so that we can do the things that God has called us to do as the body, as the church.
You know what I love the most about the body of Christ is that it's a regenerating body. It's a regenerating body. That no matter the problem or the circumstance, not only can the members destroy the body if left unchecked and untreated, but the members themselves can build up the body, can edify, can restore, and can rejuvenate the body when it's needed. The members can do that. The members of the body can do that. Christianity is built upon the principle of restoration, forgiveness, love, and peace. It's our decision each and every day how we as the members will affect the body of Christ. Will we turn to the word and do things according to the word and make sure that sin is removed and make sure that, that the body is operating that it should or will we repress things, push them down, let them boil over and cause issues within the body? It's up to us as the body. We can either destroy, as members, we can either destroy the body or we can build it up. We can restore it. We can help the body bring it to doing its full potential. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. Anyone else want to be there? Anyone else want to look into the Word each and every day? Go through that Romans chapter 12 and say, I want to make sure that I'm living my life like this so that we have a healthy body of Christ.